Every year, searches with the term how to increase on YouTube by more than 70%. That's according to social media today. And with more and more video content appearing on the first page of Google, people are increasingly turning to video overwritten content for help. So keep listening to find out how to keep your audience's eyes on your how-to content. You're listening to the Content 10X podcast, where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods, and I'm here to help you maximize your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people, whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Content 10X podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, founder and CEO of Content 10X. And in this episode, I'm going to share how to repurpose your how-to blog posts into helpful tutorial videos. I'm going to share why how-to content is great for brand visibility, also how to repurpose a blog post into a video, and we'll look at the tech you will need to create your how-to videos and the tech you won't need to invest in too. So this one might surprise you. Okay, so let's jump in. If you're writing blog posts for your website, then I'm pretty sure you'll have lots of posts sharing your knowledge in a how-to style. How-to content is fantastic for three reasons. Now, firstly, it shows that you know your subject inside out, because if you're willing to put out content, sharing a process and educating others about how to do it for themselves, then you know your stuff, don't you? You know enough to teach other people. So it's a brilliant type of thought leadership content because it positions you as an authority on that subject. Now, the second is that you're willing to be helpful and add value and share your expertise without asking for anything else in return. So that's another big bonus of putting the how-to content out there to be helpful. And third, so here's another reason to create great how-to content. It's brilliant for SEO. It's brilliant for search engine optimization. Because when you think about it, when was the last time you wanted to work out how to do something? And did you just go straight to Google or YouTube and type in how-to and whatever you want to help with? Now I did, so here's two examples. So when I was helping a friend change the tire on her car, neither of us had done this before, but we went straight to Google. We Googled how to change a tire for her specific type of car. And step-by-step, we worked through the video actually that Google returned for us. Or just earlier today, for example, I received a particularly unusual file type that I wanted to convert into something I could actually use. It was an audio file and I just wanted to convert it into MP3. What did I do? I just typed in how to in Google, got my answer and solved my problem. So if you think about it, how many people start their searches with the phrase how to? followed by something related to topics that maybe you're an expert in. Now, I'm willing to bet the answer is a lot of times. And if people have a very specific inquiry relating to what you do, you want to be capturing that traffic. You want to get in front of them, help them, and hopefully they will learn more about what you do too. So structuring your blog posts and videos as a how-to piece can help your content appear higher in the search engine results pages, so higher in SERPs, especially if they're really niche and really specific. 
So I'm talking about blog posts and videos because when you think about what happens when you Google something, you often get lots of website results and also video results too, especially for how-to content. Google is the most popular search engine in the world, the most used search engine in the world, and then YouTube is second to Google, but Google own YouTube. So Google will return something that is useful on YouTube as a priority because they want to keep you on their site versus returning other external sites. So Google often favor the YouTube content. So you're always going to see really relevant YouTube videos displaying on page one of the search engine results page on Google. I think this is a good thing because people prefer to learn in different ways. There are actually seven different learning styles and I won't go through them all now, but the fact is that when we're online and we're searching for content to help us, most people learn best by either reading, so in this case reading blog posts, or by being shown, so verbally and visually, so in this case watching videos. That's why I prefer having both video and written content to refer to. And I'm thinking about all the times I've done, for example, a DIY project in my home. I like to watch the video to see exactly how it's done, but then I like to have written content by my side as I do the task, or especially when I'm cooking. So I really love the BBC Good Food website and I love it when there is an accompanying video for a recipe because I'll follow the written version of the recipe when cooking, but I'll watch the video at the start to actually see how things are done. And also if I get stuck during cooking because I can't remember how to make a roux or something complicated, then I'll pop the video on to just eyeball that step and then I'll get back to my written instructions. So written and video can work really well hand in hand when it's how-to style content. Similarly, if I find a business that can provide both of these types of content, then I'm much more likely to go back to their content in the future and they become a brand that therefore stays front of my mind. And that's the kind of power that you want with your content. Now, I know what you might be thinking that tech and budget wise, it's relatively simple to write a how-to blog post and it's definitely a better option if you don't like being on camera too. Because with creating a video, there's lots to consider. There's cameras and mics and lighting and editing and who is gonna be the star of the show. And writing a blog post is very different to writing a video script. But I'm here to tell you that all of this isn't always necessary to create a great tutorial video. You might not even need to buy a fancy camera. So let us dive into the repurposing process for transforming your blog post into a tutorial video. So you've written your how-to blog post. First, you'll need to repurpose the written blog content into a video script or storyboard. Videos should be short and packed full of value. So don't worry too much about including a lengthy introduction to the topic because your video title and description can provide extra context explaining the topic and who the video is for. So your intro could just be something very short like in this video, I'm going to show you how to do X. Then you'll go into each step. Your how-to blog post is likely already very clearly laid out with the steps for this process. So you may not have to make too many changes here, but if you want a full script to help you record the video, I suggest rewriting the blog as you speak. So we don't write as we speak, so you need to think about the script. A blog post and a video script are two 
very different ways of communicating. If you're really confident with your topic, then you maybe don't need a script. You could storyboard out each step, write down just a few bullet points to remind you of the key points to tell your audience with each step when you're recording your video. And it's important to note that you are going to explain things differently in a video versus a blog post because you've introduced a visual element and that can make a huge difference to the instruction and communication style. To wrap up your video, you definitely want to direct people to the original blog post for more information. So feel free to keep the video's content quite streamlined and use the call to action to tell people where they can find out more because people might be like me and they want that written content too. Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes, and your social media content today? To help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back, and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step guides, and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today. No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. Okay, I'm back to this week's episode. So that's the first step, get your script ready. Now the second step is to decide what the actual video will be like. So I say the second step, but actually you're going to have to have considered this before you write the script because of course it will have an impact on what the script is like. But in terms of the process, the next step after you've got that script is this actual video and what it's going to be like and just planning that out. So you'll need to decide who's presenting the video and if it will be recorded on camera or maybe a screen recording with voiceover. Are you going to use B-roll or stock footage with voiceover or a combination of all of those perhaps? So tutorial videos are incredibly versatile in that way. There are lots of options if you or members of your team don't want to appear on camera. In fact, you could even hire a voiceover artist to record your script for you and then you take the screen recordings and the video footage to go over that voiceover to create that awesome how-to video. Now depending on your content and what tutorial you're providing you're going to have to make those judgment calls about what's going to convey your message in the best possible way. So there's no point in putting stock footage or b-roll if it's not relevant or useful to your audience but if it helps to clarify a point or keep your video engaging then by all means include it and take a look at sites like iStock Photo, Pexels and Shutterstock who all provide a wide range of stock video footage that you can use for B-roll. If you're explaining a process that's fully digital then you could use a screen recording to illustrate it. I highly recommend doing this. Videos with screen recording get brilliant engagement and are often the most useful tutorial videos. You can use tools like Camtasia or Snagit by our friends and client TechSmith or Screencast as well is another option to get some high quality quality screen recordings, which you can then edit into the video. So I really recommend checking out those tools if you're planning on using screen recordings in your video. 
Now, no matter what style of video you go for, you will need an external mic to record your audio. Your laptop's built-in mic just won't cut it. Audio is such an important part of your video, even more than the video itself, because if people can't hear what's being said, they switch off. So definitely make that investment. And if you're going to go with a talking headstyle video and have a presenter who is happy to be on camera, then you'll need to consider lighting and your camera as well. Now, while you can invest in a really decent, high quality DSLR camera, the camera on your smartphone is likely to be really good. So you may not need to go out and invest in a fancy camera to create this video content. My iPhone has an excellent camera and I've used that many times for creating YouTube videos. Or let's say you're going to be recording from a webcam. So your laptop webcam might be good enough to record from, or you might want to invest in a webcam. For example, Logitech do a great range of webcams. This is a good investment overall if you want to improve your camera for things like Zoom meetings, team meetings, attending other people's podcasts and video shows and things like that. So it can be good to invest in a decent webcam. Now, whether you're recording from a fancy DSLR camera, the camera on your phone or a webcam, just be really careful of where you sit in the frame and also consider your background and your lighting. Now, those are factors that will really make a difference. We've actually got a brilliant guide all about video interviews. Now, I know we're not talking specifically about interviews here, but the guidance for recording these videos is still highly relevant. So head to content10x.com forward slash interview guide to get that free guide. I'll pop the link in the show notes as well so you can get hold of that. So once you've made all of these decisions and recorded your content, you need to edit it into the complete video. If you don't have in-house capability to do the video editing, then there's lots of suppliers out there from freelancers to agencies who can help you with this. Or maybe you can upskill someone in your team to take over this portion of the repurposing. And if you do decide to keep it in-house, you'll also need to invest in video editing software if you don't have that already. So we use Adobe Premiere Pro, but there's lots of other, there's Camtasia, as I mentioned, iMovie, Final Cut Pro, Filmora, and other choices out there. Now, depending on how flashy you want to get with your editing, you may need a more comprehensive tool and skill set. Maybe you want to include transitions and music and closing images and other effects. There's so much that you can do, but just keep the value for your audience at the forefront of your decision making. Does this video do its job? Does it answer their question? And does it help them as much as possible and as straightforward as possible as well? That's the content that will win on you. YouTube. When you've got your final finished video, you'll need to do two things for YouTube. You'll need to create a custom thumbnail and write the video description as well. Now I'm going to go ahead and presume that you're publishing your video to YouTube and your website. Now on YouTube, you can publish the video publicly or privately. So if you don't want it to be available to everybody and you want it more exclusively on your site, then maybe you will set it to be private or unlisted. Either way, you'll need both of those supporting pieces of content. You'll still want the video thumbnail and you'll still want to write the video description. For the thumbnail, you could use a tool like Canva to create that thumbnail or you can have your designer or designers you work with create you an eye-catching video thumbnail. 
The key thing to remember is adding extra value, like text and images onto the thumbnail so that it really grabs your audience's attention. Because getting on the first page of YouTube is one thing, but getting people to click on your video versus all the others is something else. A previous guest on my podcast, Amy Landino, called the thumbnail human SEO. Because the description and video title are like the traditional SEO, they're going to get you on that search engine results page, but it's the thumbnail that will cause the human to actually click and watch the video. So with all of these components, you are ready to hit publish on your tutorial video. I highly recommend embedding the video into the original how-to blog post that you created this video based off. It will boost its value and help you with SEO because with both a blog post and video covering the topic in your niche, you should have a great chance of appearing in those search engine results page and you're giving people more content when they land on that page, more time to consume the content and more of a multimedia focus with that post. This might all seem like a lengthy process, but trust me, once you've been through it once or you've got assistance repurposing your blog posts into videos, you're not going to look back. And thanks to your original blog post, it's a lot simpler and faster than creating from scratch. Now, some people do this the other way around. They turn how-to videos into blog posts and that's fine too. And that's one for another episode. So that's all for this episode. I hope it's been inspiring and useful to you. If you need help with content repurposing, then head to our website, content10x.com to find out how our content repurposing services can help you maximize your video or audio content and save you lots of time in the process. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, then please subscribe on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. And you can also subscribe to the weekly Content 10X newsletter to get the episode delivered to your inbox along with loads more tips and advice on repurposing, exclusive content news, offers and more. Head to content10x.com forward slash newsletter to become a Content 10X insider. I promise you won't regret it. And if you want help with your repurposing, then check out our fully end-to-end content repurposing service here at Content 10X. I promise you're in good hands with us if you want to maximize your content, but leave the hard work to experts so that you can focus on your business. So just head to content10x.com to find out about everything that we could do to support you. And if you prefer a more DIY approach or you'd like to empower your team or just learn more about repurposing, then do get a copy of my book, Content 10X on Amazon and check out the Content 10X toolkit. That's at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.